This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. I think I need Jeremy. I think I need Terrence to come back and exercise my audio equipment because there's I just I have gremlins and I don't know what's going on, man. But once again, it wouldn't be an ears up show if I didn't try to uh, install new technology and then have said technology not work properly um, and then test it on show days and um, and then freak out about it and uh, pull my hair out, which is why I'm bald. How are you? <laughs> don't, I just have to wonder, like, don't you have, like, a list? Like, here's what I need to do in order for this to go well. No, and then, because like, follow it's... it? No, it's not... Because it's not that. It's more automated than that. It's more simplistic. Um, <laughs> don't glare at me like that. It's as simple as I am. And, um, yeah, anyway. Um, it's not... It's not like that anymore. You just okay. turn everything on. But with the addition to OBS, I don't know why you, um, it's only people on your end. It's only people on the Zoom. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't play well with Zoom for some reason, so. Did, what know. did we used to use? Like Google Friends or something? We tried that. Yeah, I think we did. And then, but it was, that was with all the Hangouts. other boards. Hangouts. There you go. Uh, now it's Meet. That's how we've, uh, we've outlasted a Google product. That's how old we oh, are. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I remember when Google didn't exist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> had a math quest your way places, which never. I was cool. asking Jeeves. Oh, yeah, old Jeeves, and then it just became Ask. Like Jeeves got fired. He was like the I, early, early, um, you know, uh, casualty of the dot com Star Wars. I discovered that this weekend because I was at I was away with friends and we were like sitting around drinking or whatever, and we ended up talking about like Ask Jeeves and things like that. And I, we were looking up Lycos. Lycos is still oh, a website. Yeah. Okay. Then oh, they have the dog. All those old search engines? Yeah. And it was a new one, like, every month. Yeah. Jeeves, Lycos, Yahoo. And then Google came on, around and was basically said, enough with all these. Just <laughs> yeah. go to us. Yeah. There was one called, like, <laughs> Dig Dog or something like that, where it's like, a dog-themed one. Hmm. I think that's gone. Yeah. I don't know. Look at us reminiscing. We Ooh, are the boomers times. now. Yeah, absolutely. But thanks, everybody, for joining us here on Ears Up In-Depth. We have some news for you, but I wanted to start off with a callback to the last show, Jeremy. Do you remember um, a little story involving something about Epcot and uh, this company Sensi? It was Magic Kingdom and Sensi. Magic. To me, they're all the same. I mean, I want Epcot just to be the entirety of Disney World over there because it's sort of the best place. Well, they're so. turning it into Magic Kingdom slowly but surely, <laughs> okay. so you're going to get your wish. Well, I want, because I want, it's basically turning into a, a Magic Kingdom style park. I want it, but the opposite. I want all of the other parks to be an Epcot style park. Oh, well, yeah. that I would agree with. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay, and then they're, they're doing something where it's like a scratch and sniff, and it's sponsored by Sensi, and you discovered that Sensi is on what kind of scam watch profile or something like that? Yeah, there's a, there's a website called Scam Watch, and they were on it. 
<laughs> okay, well, there you go. Well, I had uh, we had a listener comment on our, it was our Facebook post about the show. She listened to the show, and she commented, she goes, hey, I sell for Sensi, this is Andrea. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey, that's funny. How do you like it? Because I didn't know, I couldn't remember exactly what we said. I knew we weren't too, I knew we weren't like slamming people who worked for them or or you know sold the things but it's basically you sign up as an affiliate and then you sell and you get like a commission or whatever and she's like oh i love it it's great let me get your address let me send alice something I'm like wow oh, that's nice that's super nice so she sent me or she sent alice and i said address it to alice because she loves getting mail you know everyone every kid sure, does, everybody right? loves to get mail yeah well yeah i guess everybody does i hate um, getting mail because it's just a, it just adds to my to do list. <laughs> it's like oh, here's five things I've got to now sort out. Oh man, bills um, I have to like. She sent man. this. This is a um, Alice in Wonderland themed little you know heater cup thing. So it's like this little base and it like the Mad Hatter's hat, and then it's a Cheshire Cat themed sort of uh, teacup, and uh, there's a, a warming plate on it, and then the warming bowl is a teacup that has like Alice falling down into the you know rabbit hole or whatever, and uh, just themed really well, and it's solidly built. I was like, I was really impressed with how the package came, and uh, the scents are a little very fragrant, you know, more for me, like we'll keep it on for with Alice for like 10 minutes and then when she's not looking I go and turn it off because it's like enough it's so potent um, yeah. and it's but it's neat they actually have these little wax like bricks and right you, and, and you, you put dump one in there. in there yeah and it just melts and then when you're done with it they say to pour it back into the container and then you can just reuse oh. it um, yeah anyway and you know it's kind of cute themed so I just wanted to shout out Andrea and um, you know mention the mention the sensi um you know, scam pyramid scheme. <laughs> well, that was nice of her to send that. It, it Alice, is Alice now required to sign up five more people for that? Thing? <laughs> yeah, I think that's how that works. <laughs> that's why Andrea was so caring. Yes. Yeah. She's like, no, this I'm another sure person another now. Good. She's you know, rubbing her hands together like some twenties villain about to tie someone to the railroad tracks. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, uh, well, that's very nice. I was, yeah, I was super impressed with it. It looked really neat. I remember pulling the box out. I go, wow, this looks kind of fun. It looks kind of cool. I was disappointed it wasn't for me. Well, it sounds like you're getting your fair use out of it, though. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, I might have to move it during the break. It is potent. It is like powerful. You can turn it on for five minutes, probably. And, and so I guess what I'm saying is the bricks seem to go a long way. That's sort of how I am with any scent or candle in my house. Like, you know, a dab will do you, but then you're like breathing that in. You're like, oh, my God. Okay, I get it. I just needed yeah. a whiff. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll even just with those candles, just take the lid off and not even light it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it works. Works fine for like the bathroom from when Taryn stinks it up. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I um, use those. Yeah. I use the thing that you put water in and then you put essential oils in and then it's sort of oh, like, diffuser. Makes like a vaporizer yeah you I seem like a diffuser I really like guy that. yeah oh, i love it yeah i absolutely adore it why don't you marry it yeah well at this point it might be next <laughs> uh <laughs> all right jerry we got some good news to talk about today or at least we have some news uh it's been kind of a weird news day a weird news week yeah so, nothing's really happening this month uh, and well because disney seems to just be really winding down with its park investments and so when that happens, there's no announcements. In fact, people on Twitter are speculating what what 
possibly are they even going to talk about it? Destination D, which is coming up at Florida. And they're saying, well, there's probably not even going to be a parks panel because what would they talk about? There's no <laughs> nothing's in the hopper for Walt Disney World. Hmm. That's wild. Or very, very little is. And it's been a long time since we've seen that. And then someone else was speculating that this lack of investment is a signal that Disney really is preparing to sell to Apple because they are pulling back on investments to get their balance sheet correct. I don't know if there's much to that, but that's I what can't. one person said. Yeah, I mean, and I guess if if you're taking a conspiracy theory and sort of running with it, I, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But... I just can't ever see Disney sell a powerhouse like Disney selling to Apple. I don't know. I just, I can't, I don't see it. I don't see it ever. What's the point? What's the point? It's not like the company is going to go under. Maybe they right. just aren't making as much money as they could, but who cares? It's a lot of companies these days. I mean, they're just going to sell to Apple. Seems odd. Yeah. I do think they should divest a little bit because they have all these different, like, uh, you know, entertainment arms, you know, um, you got the Marvel thing going on over here and all the stuff under Fox and, uh, you know, the t television. I wouldn't be surprised if they got out of like broadcast television, but I, I can't imagine there's going oh, the whole thing. Everything goes to Apple parks. Can you imagine the parks run by Apple. Really weird. That would be odd. You have to get a screen cover for your magic band. Well, they're essentially run by ABC now. I mean, I if guess, you think about yeah. it, they merge with ABC. It's just yeah. a merger. Uh, anyway, Jeremy, you want to start off, buddy? When she talks, it's like hearing a chalkboard and nails, and her comments could impact Snow White's ticket sales. <laughs> I'm going to just give everybody a warning that I have two stories tonight, and this first one is somewhat negative. And I, if you're a Rachel Zegler fan, you may want to now now and come back a little bit later, because I'm over this lady. I don't even know who she is. Where did she come from? What has she been in that I would know? She came to prominence in Steven Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story. Remember that came out a few years ago. Yeah, but um, I, that was where that, that was, was kind her of her big, breakthrough, her big uh, mm. money maker. Okay, she, she's been in a few other things, but that seems to be what brought her to the forefront. Okay, and you know, Jason, the Snow White movie that Disney's working on a remake of the original Walt animated classic. Yeah, has already had some of it's had some controversy. We talked about it here, where I guess it was around the portrayal of the dwarves, and there was some in the dwarf community who were saying, you know, this is. Uh, you're you're putting us out of work because you're not going to make them make them dwarfs anymore. And then there were some in the dwarf community who are saying this is a terrible portrayal of us and you shouldn't be doing this. And it's antiquated. And that was causing a whole stir. Yeah. Peter Dinklage, I think, was the Dinklage. most famous of them, of, of the yes. of the outcrier. He weighed in. So but now it's lead actress is causing a stir of her own. Rachel Zegler has been cast to play the role of Snow White. And in recent weeks, with a buildup of coverage for the upcoming movie, some of Zegler's comments in the press have drawn criticism. Well, let's let her words speak for themselves. Here she is at what seems to be some sort of D23 event. Um, and that's just based on in the video. There's like a background. You know, they're always walking in front on the carpet in front of that background. And the D23 logo is there. So that's why I'm assuming that. Let's take a listen to her. You can stand it. Number one. I mean, you know, the, the original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there is a big focus on her love story, 
um, with a guy who literally stalks her. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Weird. Super weird. So we didn't do that this time. So no, <laughs> we have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people will assume is a love story just because, like, we cast a guy in the movie. Right. Andrew Burnap. Great dude. Yeah. Um, it's, dude. Uh, it's, uh, it's really not about the love story at all, which is really, really wonderful. And whether or not she finds love along the way is anybody's guess until 2024. Um, all of Andrew's scenes could get cut. Who knows? It's Hollywood, baby. She does have, she has a lot to say, but nothing to say. I mean, <laughs> chortle, chortle. I mean, weird, weird. Um, 1937. <laughs> she is basically just like a, a, like a TikTok reel. She's that, she just has that Gen Z sort of inflection. Yeah. I mean, we can, so that's, that's one of the, the instances. Would you rather gouge your ears out with oyster forks or hear more of her? Because if you want to hear more, there's number two. Now let's do, uh, let's do both. How about that? I just mean that it's no longer 1937, and we absolutely wrote a Snow White that she's is not going to be yeah, saved by the prince. She's not going to be saved by the prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be, and the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. And so it's just a really incredible story for, I think, young people everywhere to see themselves in. The leader she knew she could be. Hey, what are you dreaming about? Uh, being the leader that I know I can be. If I, uh, true, brave, so, and strong, and free, or whatever she said. True, brave, and strong, and free. Yeah, this, that, that sounds about right. It's not 37, 1937. She also says we wrote a Snow White. I've caught that. Is she credited as a writer, as, a, as one of the screenwriters? Is this? she? I don't know. Is she one of the brothers Grimm? You didn't write Snow White. You were an actress, which you may be a fine actress, but you were an actress. And why don't you just stay there? How about that? Let's just do that. Can someone let this brat know that she didn't have to do this movie? <laughs> and the, my other question is here, is having a love story, like, it seems like having a love story is this big taboo thing now. Is yes. there a more universal thing than looking for love? If you're not already in love, most people are looking for it. There's a huge industry, Tinder, Match, Harmon, eHarmony, Bumble, Hinge, like, Everyone's on the apps trying to find love. I can't think of a more universal, a more a more universal idea. And it's like, no, she would never be looking for love. No, um, she's not right. looking for love. She's just, <laughs> you know, serving. Like that's she's, you know, she's just out trying to have fun. She's not really trying to settle down with anybody. That's a that's a story. I don't. Yeah, I, I I noticed that too, and it is very weird. Like, and I understand from the standpoint of you know wanting to make a more empowered video or um, empowered movie, a, a powered character because Snow White is sort of annoying. You know, she does flee from the from the palace or whatever, right? If, maybe I'm mixing my fairy tales, and then uh, and then well, she, she gets bat. She gets banished. She gets from banished. The oh, I thought she then, left. I thought she ran away because she was going to get killed. The huntsman doesn't. Well, the, the huntsman queen has the huntsman take her out to the woods, and then he's going to kill her. Yeah, but he sees her innocence, and she's like playing with the birds, and she's like, "Oh, you're nice." And then he's like, "I can't do it." So like, just get out. He, so he goes, "Snow White, just get out of here." So when she said she's not going to be, Snow White won't be saved by a man. Is that what she's referring to, or is she referring to the prince uh, basically curing her poisoning, (laughs) saving her life? (laughs) She's going to die at the end, you guys, because she does not need a man, okay? It's it's not 1937. Yeah, I I think she's more referring to the fact that in the movie, Snow White was saved by the prince's kiss. By true love's kiss. It could be anything. That is weird to me. I don't like it. The other thing that bothers me is she says Prince Charming. She goes, Prince Charming, you know, a guy who's literally a stalker. Weird. 
weird. weird. So weird, right? Oh my god. And I just don't know that Prince Charming is a stalker. He's not really even in the movie that much. And I guess like Here's the thing. It's okay to like someone. It's okay to court someone, Rachel Zegler. She strikes me as someone so thoroughly impressed with herself that anyone who would like her must be an obsessed stalker. (laughs) Like, no one could just maybe be sort of interested in her. They're obviously stalking her and obsessed. Yeah, I mean, the the story, again, from what I remember, is the prince is looking for love, too, I guess. I would imagine he's a young prince. That's what you do in these stories. Sure. And she's a beautiful maiden. Uh, she's what in her teens, 16, 18, 15, whatever it is. Right. And I don't know what. And, yeah, she see, and he sees her in the woods and was like, oh, she's very beautiful. I'm enchanted with her singing, if I remember correctly. Well, in fact, uh, how actually, is that he makes he makes his first appearance before she gets banished to the woods. He's riding along on his horse. She's still in the castle. She's playing around at the well because, you know, Remember, Snow White was made forced to be a scullery maid by the mm-hmm. evil queen. So she's in rags. She's at the well. The bird. She's talking to the birds. She's singing with the birds. And when she's singing, Prince Charming's on the other side of the wall riding his horse, and he hears her singing, and he's enchanted by that singing. And he does leap over the fence, and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> surprise!" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, well, what's your name? What's the story?" And and she like runs inside, and okay. then and then we cut to the queen, and she's like. I heard someone's better looking than me. Get rid of her. <laughs> like, basically. So uh, you're, you're spin instructor. <laughs> <laughs> drop him left. Drop him right. <laughs> um, but Jeremy, you ask. Yeah. Did she ever see Snow White as a child? Has she been on the ride? What does she think of those things? We might know if we listen to number three. Let's do it. I was scared of the original cartoon. I think I watched it once and then I never picked it up again. Like, <laughs> I'm being so serious. I watched it once and then I went on the ride in Disney World, which was called Snow White Scary Adventures. Doesn't sound like something a little kid would like. Was terrified of it. Never revisited Snow White again. So I watched it for the first time in probably 16, 17 years when I was doing this film. So... I'm going to tell you that I think all of that is a lie. You think Rachel Ziegler would just lie, would just make stuff up? I have two reasons for this. All right. One, I think when someone approaches something like Snow White with this dose of cynicism, I often just think that there's a, you know, there's like a sort of a known thing out there. Where it's like people confuse cynicism with intellect. And I think she's going right for that. But there's when you talk about all the bad things about a movie that maybe it's misogynistic or, you know, all the things that she's saying are not virtues of the original, the source material that she's going out of her way to bash. You're implicitly accusing the people who have also cherished that story through the years. I mean, generations of people, it was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater when I was seven years old. It was one of their theatrical releases. And I loved it. I remember thinking that Hi-Ho was the greatest song. And I remember being like a little seven-year-old kid singing it. You're sort of making people guilty of those things that you're saying are wrong. All the things that about it that are not virtuous, you're, you're implicating them in that. And so I think that she has to separate herself from that. She has to be like, no, I knew even as a little kid, this was bad. It was scary. I didn't like it. And for her narrative to be true. So if you're going to come along and say this is bad, it it doesn't reinforce the right roles for women or whatever it is. You can't also say that you've liked it or you're part of it or you're at least acknowledging or Mm. you're you're saying that those things are okay on on some level. I see what you're saying. So she has to distance herself. Okay. And I have another reason for thinking that. Why? Because the internet is not letting Rachel Zegler get away with it. It seems her disdain for this movie might be a relatively recent 
phenomenon. The internet has found some other Zegler clips talking about Disney and Snow White, where she seems to be whistling a different tune. Take a listen to this cut with a bit of her on Jimmy Kimmel and also some of her own social media of her riding on Snow White, grinning from ear to ear number four. Stop for photos every time I'm online for the Snow White ride. And it is the, I have to pretend like, oh, God, oh, oh, crazy that we're in front of this. Wait, how old? It's like I'm standing there waiting for the photo op, being like. Well, you kind of are, you know. No, I guess it's like so. like a Harrison Ford. Snow White! <laughs> is that your favorite ride? I mean, that's a weird thing that it you is. are Snow White now. I mean, wow. it's one of the original. I'm a really big Disney fan. I grew up at the Disney parks. My parents took me every summer. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. so it, it's like, it is. It's a part of my upbringing. It's my favorite thing. So it, it's just one of those things yeah, that comes don't, with the territory. Well, then, if you love it, don't let them scare you. I don't know. It doesn't sound like someone who's scared and hates Snow White. I'm <laughs> Snow White. <laughs> So that's her on her press tour for the movie, I guess, talking about how she just went to, to do the ride. But mm-hmm. yeah, she grew up with it. That's her opportunity. Well, she she I think she she did a very good job of not specifically saying that movie. But yeah. you can't just say that. Oh, I loved it. I grew up going to Disney parks. I grew up with the movie. So that I love that whole thing. That's your point to say. And we're going to refresh it because I didn't like these things about the story. So I'm glad we're bringing it. You know, that's your time to evan- evangelize, I guess, if you if you if it's a, a true statement, not after the fact on like the red carpet or whatever. So I, I we'll think I also, agree with you. Can you play the very beginning of that clip again? Stopped for photos every time I'm online for the Snow White ride. And it is every time for every time I'm online. Every time. So she's writing this multiple, multiple times, times. Like, this Th- is throughout now. her right. childhood. Not not she, right she, now. She, yeah. Well, I think now she's also getting stopped. She's getting stopped because she's on it all the time. But like you hate this. You hate it so much. You're, you're on it all the time. And also, but she's get, she has to get stopped for photos. Can you imagine the hardship of being Rachel Zegler and having to play Snow White and have to take photos with your adoring fans when you're, while you're standing there online she for the that? ride yeah. you hate stopped again and again? Every time I'm online for the Snow White ride, and it is the, I have to pretend like, oh, God, oh, oh crazy that we're in front of this. Wait. Oh, so she's hanging out in front of the Snow White ride that she hated. I mean, she didn't say just it was scary as a kid. So, I, you know, I don't know if it's that damning, but it, it is sort of disingenuous to to suddenly now speak out. You know? Well, so I don't think she has to speak out at all. She does. You can say, right. and this goes back to what, remember when, I, it was a recent episode where I was kind of going off on the Imagineers who are redoing Epcot because yeah. they're bashing the source material. They're saying how bad Epcot is. And now we're finally fixing it. Yeah. You could just say, you know what? This is a really great movie. It's loved by generations. And now we're telling a modern day version of it. And that's great. That's enough. You don't have to knock what built this company, what made this company flush with cash. It it enabled Walt to even build the animation studios, gave tons of people's jobs. He won an honorary Academy Award for it. It's won awards throughout history. And now she's coming along and sort of crapping all over that. Whereas she just could be like, we're going to tell a new story. We're like, we love this one and we're excited to take it in a different direction this time. For, you know, like, that's all you have to say. It's fine. Yeah. But instead of going, oh, go oh my God, guys. Oh my, like weird. Uh-huh. Then that sort of like affectation is fine for like teenagers and, you know, your kids or whatever. But if you're, if you're a professional and this is your job to give an interview, it's part of your brand, your job, maybe don't ham it up a little bit for the gen z crowd and maybe just speak you know normally i don't know as i'm saying like and i don't know a lot 
I also think that if you are going to want to make people come to this movie, you should not harangue them. You should entice them. You're basically saying if you liked this movie, you're kind of guilty of saying okay to all these bad things that are in it because you liked this and you enjoyed it for all those years. Unlike me, I never did. And so I think, now it's like, oh, come see the new version that's okay for you to like. More Go importantly, I'm not see this. yeah, more importantly, it, you know, she's saying like, if you liked the original, you will not like this one. So she's already well, sort of true. dating you and telling you, you're not going to like it. If you want a happy ending or if you like, if you like the story, the original story of Snow White, where she was an innocent child, a teenager, and she falls in love at the end, and then her life is saved by the man that she loves or whatever. If you don't like that story, then this movie isn't for you. That's what she's saying. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like the best sort of branding to put out there. The best sort of marketing <laughs> is to have your star going, don't come and see this movie. Because you're talking to every Disney fan, a Disney movie fan. I could give, you know two churros about snow white i don't care i saw it for me it's boring as hell it's slow the animation is great but i just i don't really care about it so it doesn't bother me but there's a lot of people who absolutely love this movie and they tie a lot of their their enjoyment of the parks and of the disney brand to these old classics so you're telling them that what they like is not good that this will be better because it's not 1937 like you're like you're in the Wagstaff High and Bob's Burgers, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Well, she. Uh, I'm not the only one who seems to feel this way. It seems like you might be on board with this as well. But I just P- feel PR, the way you want me to. That's all I do. PR and branding experts are also weighing in. PR expert Nick Eddy says the fact that she's actively being negative about the source material and laughing off the old Disney film and the fairy tale makes her look too eager to show off the new version and shows little or no respect for the previous version and other iterations. He continued, I am sure Disney executives must be having crisis talks and thinking perhaps their new Snow White isn't the best person to promote the film and ensure it is a box office success. A branding expert, Carla Spite, weighed in saying there was a time when Disney actors were media trained and were thoughtful about the impact of their words while sticking to a key message about the films. Spite offered up some advice for Disney in dealing with the current situation, stating Disney will need to be careful with how they have portrayed Snow White and what they do and don't allow their actors to say about it going forward. They simply cannot repeat the same mistakes and allow their actors to be so vocal in their own personal opinions during promotions. It can have a huge impact on ticket sales, especially with the amount of negative backlash so early in the promo trail. Carla continued, they need to get the key messaging and strong selling point into a brief for the cast of the film and ensure they stick to it. If they don't, it's a disaster waiting to happen and the backlash will continue, will keep growing. Well, I'll tell you, Carla, uh, from experience, from personal experience, the Disney company does not take free advice because we've been handing out free advice on this show since 2013 <laughs> and they just don't take it. Yeah, and you know, and it's funny because when we listened to that very first clip, I, that's exactly what I thought too. I said this: she needs to be like media trained. She needs to have media training. Sports figures have media training. I'm surprised that these people don't. Maybe they do, and she just doesn't really care because she's Snow White. What's she gonna do? What are they gonna do? You know what I mean? Recast? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It, it did seem very unprofessional. Yeah, I mean, she's 22 years old. Yeah, 22 year olds are dumb. It's true. I was there. I, still I was am. dumb when I was 30. Okay. But if you're going to take on this role and this responsibility, you got to listen to some advice. It's true. That's my story. I thought there, were, I thought there were more um, 
clip. Well, there's two more for the next story. For the next story. Good gravy. Okay. I tell you what. Well, let's let's take a quick break, Jeremy, and uh, we'll come back and I'll dive into a story here. Okay. Okay. Great. Perfect. All right, everyone. Hang on for a sec. We'll be right back. It's ears up in depth. Back to the newsroom on In-Depth. All right, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Jeremy, you know we love podcasts on this show, seeing as how we are a podcast. And the the best podcast right now is the Travel Podcast, the Planned Disney podcast, where they're literally <laughs> oh, in an 8 by 10 jail cell broadcasting because the echo is just intense. I thought about emailing them, like, hey, do you guys need, like, help? Not like I'm perfect. But it's like, you know, the the cobbler's kids wear no shoes kind of thing. Like, if I'm doing it for other people, I'm going to do the best job possible. But for me, it's sort of like, I'm just tired of doing it all. What advice are you going to offer them? Like, how to have the sound suck for the first 10 minutes of every episode you do? Yeah, because then it clears up. That's the thing. You get it all out of the way now. No, just to do it for them. I want to be out of your and then podcast. Be like, it's the OBS. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, uh, Disney is expanding their Frozen universe with an original podcast series. They're sort of breaking into using podcasts as uh, just little stories, which people have been doing forever. But uh, I think this is the first time I've heard of Disney doing this, especially with a tentpole like Frozen, which makes me think that they value Frozen sort of over anything current or anything that's even coming in the pipeline. Cause I know they have like frozen three or four out there working on another frozen movie, but they're also doing that with, you know, Moana and you know, all these other things. So I wonder why, I wonder why frozen and not, I don't know, cars or whatever. So frozen to me still seems like their, their, their jewel. They do seem to like it. I mean, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Moana something at Walt Disney World right now. Like, it's yes. everywhere. It's in every Nighttime Spectacular. It's in the middle. It's in the literal middle of Epcot. It makes absolutely no sense. It's they, they, they plunked it dead center in the park. It'd be like ripping out Cinderella Castle and putting in a Moana thing. Like, it has oh. no sense. So they do love it. You know, throughout history, I, it occurs to me that like Disney used to release stuff on like like little those little forty five records, yeah, like little stuff, you know. Like I have like the nightmare the night before Christmas, read by all the Disney characters acting it out from like the fifties or whatever. They used to do stuff with other media. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> now it's an R two D two Panini maker. Like that's the stuff that they release with their things. They don't you know do anything cool Panini. like that. Yeah. The hit Disney animated film is getting its own audio series from Disney Publishing Worldwide, ABC Audio, and Walt Disney Animation Studios. It comes as the film is celebrating its 10th anniversary and as a third film is in the works. Frozen Forces of Nature will take place after Frozen 2 and before the forthcoming Frozen 3 and will introduce new characters, including... (laughs) This is where, like, naming is just fun. Queen Disa. How do you spell that? D-I-S-A. Could be Disa. I don't know. But you have Elsa and then Disa. <laughs> awesome. I feel like we're ordering things off a Japanese menu. Uh, and Lord Wolfgang, alongside Elsa and Anna. Of course, a 12-part series will launch later this year, and ABC News' chief meteorologist, Ginger Z... <laughs> Just that can't be a real person's name. That's a fake. This is a fake person. Uh, will so be, Dysa, it, 
Dice is presenter. a Scandinavian female name. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It just seems weird to me. Because if Elsa, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't name my character with a name sounding so similar to my main character, right? Because a lot of, especially that you have, you have Queen Dysa and then Lord Wolfgang. <laughs> well, I don't think Wolfgang is Norwegian at all. The series follows Queen Anna, who has a lot on her plate. There are visitors in her kingdom, a friend in need, and even the Duke of West Wesselton's nephew skulking around. So when the spirits of nature start acting up. She knows she has to solve the problem and fast before things get more out of control. But when Anna and Elsa travel to the enchanted forest, Jeremy, they find mysterious copper machines that are disrupting the natural order of things. Who made these machines and what are they doing in the forest? And more importantly, how do Anna and Elsa stop them? Queen Dysa is the ruler of Skankerhaus. No, Sanker Sankerhus. While Lord Wolfgang is the nephew of the Duke of Weaselton. I don't know. That's basically it. That's All what's right. going on. Yeah. So how uh, many episodes are they planning? Twelve. Okay. It's a Twelve part series, which is cool because I mean, you know, it's I, I think this is kind of the thing that Disney has done really well in the past, like in the eighties and nineties, like we were talking about. Releasing all sorts of stories on Disney Media. Like I had um the books on tape as a kid, and uh, you know, I had uh I want to say Robin Hood, and I know I had the Star Wars ones and Indiana Jones ones and all this kind of stuff where you can read along with the book. And the audio on this was really cool, had a lot of the effects and stuff like that. So right. why haven't why is this the first time we're doing this now? You know what I mean? You can do all sorts of stuff like that in the audio medium. Audio and podcast for kids is pretty big. Well, I applaud it. I think it's a great way. Look, it's another creative outlet. It seems like a nice thing. They're doing great. I'm not gonna get my, you know panties in a ruffle about it it's better than having a podcast those planned disney fakos <laughs> god fakos. knows what's going on in there i hate them i love being a so. fako man yeah it, i this is sort of everything that i've wanted them to do is like original material uh i didn't it didn't need to be frozen um to me that's sort of like uh you know greasing the wheel to make sure it's a success because which you, of course you would right these are business decisions of course but i'm not going to listen to it i might, might check it out just from like an audio engineer standpoint just to see how it sounds i don't know um but yeah mm -hmm. so there you go if you're if you or your loved ones are into frozen check it out this is going to be uh right sitting in between after frozen 2 and then before the third movie comes out and, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe the, the third movie will do some callbacks to the podcast. This might even be a way to introduce some of these characters that are going to be in the third movie. Which is a kind of a good idea. If you have a long-running series like Frozen or mm -hmm. Toy Story, for example, and you want to intro new characters and test them out or whatever, why not throw a pod out there? See if people like this character, resonate with it, if they can do something with it, and then, you know, and then go to town. I would love a Toy Story podcast. Let's go. Oh, my God. Let's do one. No, then I'd have to watch the movie. You've never... Oh, that's right. You've never seen Toy Story, huh? Nope. That's all right. All right. Well, there you go. That's what I got on the uh, Frozen podcast, buddy. All right. I like it. She went viral on TikTok for this altercation, and now she's been left without a vocation. <laughs> well... <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Sorry. Cracking myself up over here. A Disney College program cast member has been fired by Walt Disney World after a verbal altercation with a family at Magic Kingdom Park went viral on TikTok. 
a cast member identified in the video by the name of Corinne is seen in a verbal altercation with a family member who posted the video. The cast member was working at one of those carts that sells like the glowing toys before the per- before. Yeah, oh, the my God, dude. You know, there's just all the glowing crap. The worst thing that you could sell in those parks. I, I can't stand that. I cannot stand it. Well, they love selling it. Well, the cast member is already frustrated when this video begins. So the video doesn't cover the entirety of the incident. But let's take a listen to the audio from that video. I think it's this might be a little over a minute long. I did try to edit it down, but uh, stay fine. with it. Number five. All right. Okay, you can go to another car, like I said. Just do me a favor. Watch your attitude, dog. You can go to another car, like I said. I'll smash all this. You can. Don't play with me. Smash it. Calm down. Smash it. Please smash it. Calm down. Your baby are recording. Say you Okay, smash it. Andy, Andy, Andy. Okay. I don't want to. Do it's a this. happy place. Yeah. I'm glad you got her name too. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. You guys you can go, go to a different car. Thank you. Leave it alone. There's definitely a few F words. Yeah. So she's working this cart. Yeah. The guy off camera, if you heard it in the beginning, he threatens to smash everything in yeah, the Yeah, I'll smash it all. She's like, please do. What she's does like, she care? Ahead. Yeah. This is, this is the ahead. moment when she breaks character. Yeah. Like, that's when it all goes. She's like, yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I want you to. Now, it's difficult to hear, but someone off camera mentions something about the hood. And Corinne snaps back sarcastically and she says, real hood, New Orleans, the real hood. So she's getting a little. So this video asks viewers to help them find this disrespectful employee. But most of the commentary takes the side of the cast member. (laughs) Of course. And I can't say that I blame her because she's being attacked by, I mean, like, just, just relax. Just give it a minute. It's 945. She's been working in Spark all day long. Can you just wait your turn? Because we're going to hear it. Corinne has her own side of the story. So this was, this was a video posted by one of the members of the party. And also, why do you immediately, you're having a bit of an altercation. I mean, maybe it's good that people take their phones out because then we can assign culpability otherwise it's he said he said she said we can hear what he's saying if he's being aggressive we can hear how she's defending we can hear it all yeah and i think it's a bit of self-regulation where if you're the videographer i feel like it gives you cause to be slightly more aggressive than you would and i feel like if you're being videotaped then maybe you're a little bit more self-regulated because you know it's going to be on record so you're like i'm going to get this video and prove everybody wrong right you know it's my defense so i need to chill out so it is it is kind of a weird sense altering thing so she's in the college program and she was terminated for this ostensibly because what disney said to her was she broke because she broke character like you hear her she says the f word she goes (laughs) that's some effed up shit yeah um and you're you really aren't supposed to break character um and there were other cast members around like so it wasn't like she was on her own but let's listen to what she says yeah. Corinne has come out with her own video response on TikTok to give us more clarity around the situation Bless. from her perspective. And what's interesting that she did in the video is she created a backdrop, which is a display of all of the cast compliments she's received. <laughs> God, I love her. I want to get I'm her like, on the show to interview her. That is amazing. I wish get her on. That is I a level great. of like 
That is a layer of uh, retribution that I yep. would never have thought of. Oh, so you mean? Gonna, oh, I'm just going to tell you what happened when I got fired. Hey, see behind me. I just, like, you know. Yep. Because at first I was like, "What is this?" And I, I was reading them. I'm like, "Oh my god, it's her compliments. Like shit. It's like her resume." I thought that was so great and so, so smart awesome. of her. Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to Corinne's rebuttal. rebuttal. Now, this is about two minutes long, so you have to listen okay. to the whole thing. I edited it. It was five. I edited it down. Okay, here we go. I just want to thank you guys for all the support I've been receiving while I'm going through this with my job. Actually, it's over. The park closes at 10. It was around 945 when all of this happened. And I do want to say I loved my job, loved the kids. And I saw a comment that really kind of triggered me. It was like, um, it's because she's black. That was really ignorant of you to say because I do not see color while I'm at work. Um, anyways, as you guys can see, I was helping another guest. You know, of course, I'm going to stop. I was already on my way down uh, backstage. Yeah, I was helping another guest. They came up. I was going to help them as well. All intentions are helping them. Grown enough, you know, kid. And she was picking from my cart while I was helping the other guests as you so i was like hey my friend um i can help you with whatever you want as soon as i'm done with this family but please don't touch off the cart the lady who was recording she was standing there the whole time but the lady who's talking she came she was with them but she was a little behind so she came and she's like um be she's just a kid um you don't need to have a have an effing attitude with her as you can see he was very aggressive he he started with saying he'll smash all this s and at that point, I was very upset and I let my frustration get the best of me. So I did turn around and I responded. They literally called me yesterday, like everything was good. Um, Yeah, Corinne, you can show up for your shift tomorrow. We'll meet you at costuming. Said they were separating because of um, I broke Disney character and asked for my main gay pants. I did immediately burst into tears because, like I said, I love my job. And I really would do anything to see a smile on those kids' faces every day. Things did, unfortunately, turn out bad for me. Um, I do take full responsibility. I'm going to start there. Uh, terrible. Terrible people in the world, man. Like, yeah. instead of parenting your child, you're, you're yelling at this other person for giving attitude, quote-unquote, to your child. Which, to me, it, it reads just that this lady was embarrassed. That her child was doing this and had to get a talking to by a stranger. So you're going to chew the stranger out instead of your child. Right. Which emboldens that behavior by the child. You right. sit there and you tell that kid, get your hands, keep your hands to yourself. You'll get, you'll wait your turn. That's what you That's do. That's right. Don't make me put if the you iron gloves on you and you, I'll, I'll tell you, lock them, I'll lock them up and you won't be able to use your hands for a whole year again. That's what you say. Yeah. yeah. So instead, they make they villainize this person who's doing the best they can. Right. Unfortunately, when you work in customer service, they are, you know, you have to be trained. You can't break care. You have to be like, I'm so sorry. You know, there's a way to diffuse that or she has to diffuse it. I don't think she should have been. I don't think this is a fireable offense on her part. No. I think maybe a warning. Yeah, for sure. Like, let's review her cast. Like, she put those cast compliments up there. She has every right to and she's right to do so because you shouldn't just take one incident in a vacuum. Unless, I mean, unless there's like a lot of violence or something, I do think that there are things where it's like one strike, you're out. But this is not that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, murder would be the the threshold I would hold it to. If it's anything, or maybe manslaughter and below, warning. You know yeah, what I mean? I but mean, like second degree manslaughter and above, maybe it's determination. At least suspension. 
You know, we'll see. Shouting the F word in character, in costume down Main Street, USA is not good. It's not good. Don't do that. <clears throat> but you gotta not do that. Shifter to Animal Kingdom or to a lesser park. Yeah, you can't do you it. You know what there I mean? Either. No, but like, no. but, but to like, you know, as like a training thing. Cause I would imagine, this is why I said this. I would imagine being Main Street, Magic Kingdom is sort of like where you want to be as a as a cast member, and you don't want to be in left field in Animal Kingdom somewhere where there's nobody around. Where you're like, oh, whatever. It's sort of like the sticks, where you want to be on the main stage. That's where I was oh. going with that. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to do that. I would want to be as far away from all other human creatures as possible. <laughs> yeah. Main just, stage. Just bury me under concrete. That's all I want. Yeah. Leave me there to rot, please. I do. I think Disney was a little bit harsh with this. I feel bad. Absolutely, dude. Um, But I don't know. What are you going to do, man? Yeah, I hope she, hopefully Disney has a change of heart or something like that. She should go to Universal. If See, you know how Universal is really known for like their Twitter game or their social media game where they're just sort of like sassy. They should reach out to this lady and, and, and just give her a job offer and just take her from, you know, from it. I think that would be great. That'd be a great PR move. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't, but it was more of a joke. You're just supposed to laugh and go, that's funny, man. I really do love you. Give me a heads up when you tell a joke. (laughs) No when to laugh. Please clap. I need to please clap energy. Um, I got I got two stories here for you, Jeremy. One I thought was just interesting. It's I don't know, maybe it's a sign of the times. Uh, how Disney is really looking for money. I don't know. You you. I'm interested in your take on this. The Mandalorian, Loki, and Wandavision are headed to Blu-ray, and apparently you can start pre-ordering them on August 28th. Now these were originally just all three uh, Disney Plus shows, and as far as anybody knew or thought, they were only going to be. On Disney Plus, you know, that's it. But now they're going to be released on 4K, UHD, and Blu-ray. And it's the first time Disney has brought its streaming-only series to home video. While the physical edition of WandaVision will include the complete series, the release of Loki on Blu-ray will only include the first season. Additionally, The Mandalorian's first and second seasons will be split into two separate discs. So there you go. You can pre-order the physical copies, like I said, on the 28th of August, which is in a couple days. And the release dates are uh, like September for Loki, uh, WandaVision's November, The Mandalorian, December, and uh, the first and second season. So just in time for Christmas. There's no idea on how much they'll cost, but they have a steel book packaging, concept art cards, uh, bonus content outtakes, deleted scenes, and other stuff that'll just end up on TikTok uh, you know, immediately after. So you can just watch it all there, too, if you wanted to. But I thought it was interesting because it's sort of like, it, it feels like Disney's really trying to just find money wherever they can. This isn't something they intended to do, is sell all this content, because you can just buy it on Disney Plus, because it was a reason to subscribe to Disney Plus in the first place. That's, what they were, that's why these shows exist. So I, I don't know, it almost, the cynic in me thinks that it's more desperate than anything. Where it's like we just mm. we, so instead of maybe like taking a price raise and something else, they need to fill the coffers for whatever reason. So we're going to release all this content on Blu-ray that was never really meant to be released in the first place, but we're just going to go ahead and do it and see if we can make a little money on it. I don't want to get your take on that because you're you're cynical. You're also in, in in product stuff. So I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about my take? My cynical take. Well, I don't think everything's always for yourself. So for example. Um 
you know, I bought my mom the crown on DVD. I also bought it for myself, even though I have Netflix, because okay. sometimes there's a satisfaction in owning something that I think streaming misses. And I think people like that physical, you know, I own this. They can't take it off. If there's, if there's a movie from the vault that Disney decides to put in back in the vault, you, there is no vault for me. I have snow. I, I have all of it on DVD. You are the so vault. No one's, yeah. I am the vault. Yeah. So I think there's something to that. Also, it's not unheard of for things that are broadcast to be put on DVD. I mean, remember, I remember there was this big store in New York City called Virgin Records, oh, and yeah. they used to have every television series on DVD. Seinfeld, Cheers, Friends, like all the, all the shows were in there. They were also still being rerun on Comedy Central and everywhere, everywhere else. So, and people bought them. Yeah. So I, and I also think there's a very high margin on product like that. It's right. cheap to produce. Yes. That's sort of what I'm getting It's already at. made. You right. charge 20 bucks for it. You put some deleted scenes on there. So now you've get given people an impetus. I say great. I'm guessing these are going to be 29, 30 bucks, if not more. I say fantastic. I'm on for okay. it. I, am, I couldn't be more on board. I will tell you, I have more. I know they don't like to take our advice. I'll tell you something else that they should be putting <laughs> out on CD. Yeah. They haven't released a Disney Parks official album since 2013. Give me the music. I want it. Give me the music, baby. I, I want the music. They won't sell it. Speaking of things I want, Jeremy, summer is here, and our friends at the 21st Amendment are celebrating the return of the warmer days with their popular and everyone's favorite seasonal beer, Hell or High Watermelon Wheat. And uh, I'm going to skip the ad because I'm going to tell my story. Uh, Taryn and Alice and I were at the 21st Amendment on Sunday. Uh, My nephew's memorial golf tournament uh, was held on Sunday, and then um, I sort of we have everybody meet at the 2-1-A and everyone has beers and some food and stuff like that. And uh, so it was good to get out there. It was a little weird. I was the only one wearing masks where Taryn and Alice and I were. And it was like indoors and it was, I don't know, it was, uh, it was the closest I've been to people for as long of a time as we were for like an hour and a half indoors, even with a mask on. Just, it was weird. Um, but let me tell you, the beer is fantastic. The beer there is tasting great. It was a fun time. And uh, I feel pretty confident that, you know, we were safe or whatever, but it was a good environment. It was it was a great time to go. They had a band, um, you know, just setting up as we were leaving. But instead of the watermelon wheat, I got the Hell or High Mango, which is their, uh, you know, I think their new, new one. Um, it's really good. I really enjoy it. So I think the watermelon wheat is sort of, I don't know if it's, if they just rotate them or what, but picked up a six pack of this and um, delicious stuff. So check it out if you can get it. That's great. Love 21A. I do have a question. Yeah. Do you understand that like the rest of the world goes to an office like literally every day? Yeah, I really don't. Like, I'm, we're I'm so doing insulated. It. Yeah, I know. I know. I was in an office today from <laughs> eight to five. That sucks. I, I'd never want to do that. I know. But, I, like, I, that's what's happening. I know. I trust me. I know. But in my little bubble, in my little town, it's weird. It's for me. It's very different. I don't. I'm, I don't uh, judge anybody for doing it. It's just for for I'm me. Just letting you know. Hard. Yeah. No, you I understand. To be so surprised. You're like, oh, we were. I am. I'm you're like, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like I have to go down underground, get on a train, with cheek to jowl, with every person in this town. I wouldn't do it. Ride a subway, get in an elevator, and then sit across from someone all day. I'll find you a remote job. You can stay home. <laughs> 
Uh, for my last story, Jeremy, two small aging hotels next to Disneyland Resort will likely meet the wrecking ball to make way for larger hotel development. In late June, Sunstone Development purchased the 60-year-old 24-room budget inn, which I've never stayed at, but I think Bev has, actually. <laughs> which is well, she's budget Bev. <laughs> she's budget Bev, yeah. It's called the Bev Inn. Located at Disneyland Drive-In Ball for $12 million. Last September, Sunstone also acquired the adjacent 44-room Days Inn by Wyndham, which hasn't been renovated in 39 years. Oh, God. <laughs> What does that carpet smell like? Can you, I, dude, good point. They probably had it deep cleaned once in the 80s. That's about it. Well, no, actually, uh, I got my math wrong. Probably the the 90s. Um, And and that was for $8.66 million. So you had a 44-room days in for 8.6, and you have a 24-room budget for 12 million. Maybe you should have refurbished your, uh, your hotel, dog. 12 million seems like a real deal. Well, how do you think an entire six million? Well, yeah, I just can't imagine that a a hotel is being stayed in and it hadn't been renovated for 30 years. (laughs) Do you think they've like maybe swapped out a mattress here and there? I hope so. I think so. Yeah, I think like a true renovation, like to the maybe not to the studs, but at least uh, painting or whatever. But like. Yeah, it's a good point. I wonder what in a hotel speak, you know, denotes a full renovation because they have to. Mattresses don't last 39 years. Can you imagine? (sighs) No. My wife and I like to come back and rent this room every year on our wedding anniversary. Uh, You're sleeping in the same sweat you left there 25 (laughs) years ago. It's so gross. Yeah, so maybe things trickled in and out, but uh, I mean, the state of that place has got to be disgusting. Imagine I you're can't. the you're like the 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 demo crew where the you got to go crew. into the room yeah. and be like and just pull this stuff out in full hazmat gear. There's no way, man. Oh, hey, have fun ripping up that carpet. Oh, I think you just need God. to chisel it off at that point. You have to just get out of there. The company that brokered the budget, yeah, just just knock it all down. Don't clean anything out. Don't move any of the furniture. Just yeah, just bulldoze it. Shred it, yeah. The company that brokered the budget in deal said Sunstone is, quote, exploring long-term alternative strategies for the site, including full-service hotel uses. Both existing hotels are located northwest of Disneyland Resort and roughly half a mile from the west entrance to downtown Disney. Otto Ozen, an executive with the brokerage group, told the OC Register, that Sunstone sees the properties as, quote, much more valuable than the sum of its parts. Well, I mean, you should be paying $12 million for just that location. Well, that's what I'm sort of thinking, where it's, um, you know, why um, you're smart. You buy those hotels, you knock them down, then you flip it to Disney. That way, Disney doesn't have to deal with it. You spent, what, $20.66 million or whatever the math is? Bulldoze it, sell the, the both parcels for what thirty million dollars? Come on, dude, you're rolling in it. That to me makes totally more sense, wrong. and especially you know considering their history with how they acquired all the land for Disney World, you know these shell companies and subsidies or whatever. Maybe they're behind it. Who knows? You know, maybe they reached out to the Sunstone place, like do this, and we'll buy it for you, or we'll buy it from you, but you make these purchases because if they buy one hotel. Everybody else is going to see him coming a mile away and jack the the prices up, you know, for what their ask price, right? Yeah. You're not going to go to the budget in and, you know, pay 12 and then the uh, days in or whatever goes, I want 12 also, you know, for my DNA soaked carpets. They're crispy. 
great it's over it's an hour and ten. <laughs> oh great it's over he says well it's just so long we can do it you know <sighs> trust me i know all right, everybody, thanks a lot for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you are listening live, we are going to have a show uh, this Thursday, I believe. Taryn, I think, is going to be talking about more river traffic on uh, the Rivers of America, which is a great show last time. So I think we're going to be talking about the sailing ship Columbia this time. And uh, it's going to be a good time. I appreciate it. appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, don't forget to check out our other shows like Scraping the Vault and Supreme Resort and Puny Pod and Bantha Milk. And, of course, our main show as well. Check us out on Patreon.com slash up. Go to the Etsy page. Uh, whatever. And also SpectralRadio.us, too. If you want to hack that website and take it down, that'd be great. Give Jeremy <laughs> a break. Yeah. Oh, and ping Anonymous on Twitter and be like, please, hack these people. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.